this is round two of doing Porter Brook for me. First time around, I took it as a class uh, a couple years ago, and then we're just wrapping up year two of Porter Brook um, as a leader this year. And the reason Porter Brook is so beneficial and has been so beneficial in my life is just the opportunity to take the core DNA of the Vine, that gospel community mission, and really flesh out what that looks like in day-to-day -day life. So as I go to work with my coworkers, what it looks like to um, be in a marriage with my husband, what it looks like to relate to each other in gospel community, and then to kind of think about how that expands past those borders into church planning and missions, um, both here and then internationally. And Porterbrook's been a great foundation. It's helped me explore some theological truths that I felt like I knew and was challenged to think more deeply about. And it also gave me opportunities to explore some theological truths that I honestly had just not given a whole lot of thought to. I especially think to the culture units and how to relate to our culture. Having grown up in a Christian bubble and kind of the Christian cul-de-sac, it's really challenged my thinking um, on how we relate to the culture that's around us and how we love our coworkers well, how we love the people in our neighborhoods well, by really entering into the places where they're already functioning and seeing how God's already been at work there and how his mega narrative speaks to the lives of the people around me. Porterbrook's probably the best thing I've done for just overall Christian growth in the last couple of years. I mean, it's just really good how it challenges you in all of these different modules across all of these topics, whether it's, you know, putting together the pieces of the Old Testament, how that lines up with the rest of your Bible, or like a new perspective on evangelism, or just, you know, challenging you about new things you didn't think of, like how to counsel people through uh, different situations. So I would really commend it as a good, you know, opportunity, opportunity for growth. I mean, it's a little bit of work, but it's worth it. And um, I think it's just great to have something like that that just keeps you, you know, in the Word and just learning and growing in all of those areas. I started Porterbrook um, in September of like two years ago. So, um, and it's been hugely meaningful to me. Um, all of the material has really confirmed what I believe and built on the principles that I have held dear for my whole life and really put <clears throat> practical application to those principles in my, in my life and not only in my life but in being able to instruct others and being able to share that knowledge and communicate those principles to others. Um, it's sparked some really, really great conversations among my Christian friends and my non-Christian friends as I talk about assignments and um, what I've been learning. Um, and it's been really cool to see just really positive reactions from both, from both my Christian friends and my non-Christian friends in talking about the material. And um, it's just been really encouraging to see growth in my own life and confidence in being able to share what I'm learning with others. So I just wanna give you a heads up this morning about uh, Porterbrook. And that's what these folks have been talking about here on the video, and, and Porterbrook is a means uh, at the vine here to take a window, a slice of your life, a window of time, and really press down deep into the DNA of gospel community mission here at the vine. That's what we talk about all the time as far as who we are as a church, and, and we would say there's a lot of ways to grow in your faith. There's a lot of ways to, to pursue discipleship, and we would say at the vine that the two main formal ways are really simple. They're the gathering and the group. They're Sunday morning here right now. We grow by sitting under God's word, by singing together, by loving each other, by doing uh, the Lord's Supper. And we also really want to be in small 
communities that, that are like families, our city groups during the week. And so we have the gathering in the group as our primary formal ways of discipleship at the Vine. But Porterbrook is not the way, it's just another great way to do this as well. And to be discipled into what it means to be a Christian who understands the gospel, who understands community, who understands God's mission in the world through us. And so this coming fall, we want to give you a big heads up just so you can start thinking about it. But this coming fall, we're going to be partnering with Redeemer City Church and doing Porterbrook for the third time. So we've run the whole two-year curriculum twice now, and this will be the third time that we've done it. And it's basically just an intensive discipleship program for a period of time in your life. And so here's some quick hitters on the details. Um, Friday mornings at 6 a.m. to 7.30, so we structure it so you can go before work. We've also structured it so that um, you can be disciplined and get your butt out of bed. Um, And no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) That wasn't funny? All right. Uh, You guys are like, no, we're not doing 6 a.m. But anyway, uh, disciplined, uh, sorry, like um, lost track. Friday morning also for the sake of epic folks, because a lot of epic folks get off the plane uh, on Thursday night, and, and so we wanted to do it Friday morning so some of our epic folks could have a chance to do it. Um, you just have to commit to the first four, um, the first four months, first four courses. That really lays the groundwork. A lot of you won't want to do it beyond that, but those first four will give you a great platform on which to jump off of, and um, that's no big, de- no big deal after that. But the whole thing runs two full school years, September to May, two years in a row, um, 18 short courses, one a month. It's 30 bucks a month. There's some weekly reading that you do on your own and, um, and then weekly gathering on Friday mornings for discussion and some teaching. And so we've seen this really, really do great things. Um, as a facilitator, I've, I've benefited in huge ways from it. And um, these guys are testimonies on the screen. Um, so commend that to you. There'll be information coming on Slack with a lot more details and churchwide emails. So just look, look to that. We'll be talking about this more next August. All right. So if you're new here today, we um, are in a series in the Proverbs. And we've been doing that for a few weeks now. We've been do, doing that all summer. And today we're going to look at what the Proverbs has to say about patient words. Power of patient words in the Proverbs, okay? So let's just think more generally about patience in our culture, just that concept. I I would submit to you that we're probably one of the most impatient cultures the world has ever known, all right? Let me give you some evidence as I was just trying to think through things this week. Number one, just credit cards, you know? Like, you don't have the money? Who cares? You can still buy it. Like previous generations was, you don't have the money, you save, and then you buy it. And our generation is like, no, I'm going to have it now. So I'm going to put it on a credit card. And I'm going to get worked over with 20% interest, you know. And I know some of you are like, no, it's not like that. There's all these Hulu polls. Okay, whatever. But generally speaking, our culture is in debt. And debt is, draw a straight line to, for most people, impatience. Now, I know there's exceptions for your house and all that stuff. But, but yeah, credit cards is, is just a big sign that says, hey, if you're impatient and can't afford it, we can figure out a way to get you whatever you want and get it right now. Our, our, it's a billion-dollar industry in our culture, credit cards. Um, what about just, like, traffic? My word, like, I don't remember um, road rage being a deal when I was a kid. Is that, like, a new sociological phenomenon? I, I think it is. Like, people, like... 
you know, flipping out because someone cut them off or someone flipped them the bird or whatever. And people flip out and like fight or kill. I mean, it's crazy in, in our culture. That's road rage. It's like, I'm getting where I'm going. Don't get in my way. I got people to see, money to make. Don't get in my way. And people just flip out. Like, what is the deal with that? Because I think it's something new. We've got um, just technology, like have it now, internet, 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 faster, faster, faster. You don't have to wait for like someone to write you a letter. Like that's dumb. Like you just write them an email, it's instantaneous. And if they don't write you back in five minutes, you're wondering what the heck, right? Like what, did they die? Did they go on vacation? You, I want some immediate gratification, right? You didn't like my Facebook post in five seconds and now I've got this self-esteem complex, Right? We all know what that's like. Our, our technology just breeds impatience. And, and like everything, you know, on your phone is just instantaneous, right? Um, we've got all these programs for weight loss and exercise. You can have ripped abs in 10 days. You know, it doesn't matter. Just you can do it. And, and you can lose 30 pounds in 30 days. And just, all you got to do is take some pills. And, you know, we don't have patience for hard work and seeing a trajectory over time through consistent little by little. No, little by little is dumb. I want more and more. I want bigger and bigger now. And, and, and everyone knows that that stuff doesn't work, but we buy into it because we worship impatience and we and worship instant gratification. Have you guys heard of um, Amazon Prime Now? Not just Amazon Prime, but Amazon Prime Now. Anybody heard of that? Okay, at first service, there was like nobody Okay, so here's the deal. Um, you guys are going to be like crack addicts after you hear this. So it hasn't come to Madison yet, so you're safe. But in most big cities, uh, Amazon Prime Now exists. And you can get whatever's in the Prime Now, like selection, a lot of food and toiletries and just common things, delivered to your door in under two hours. Can you imagine that? It's pretty sweet, huh? And if you pay $7.99 or $8.99, Extra, you can have it in under an hour. So you run out of like dish soap or whatever. That's, that's cool. Two hours later, at your doorstep. You know, that's instant gratification. And that's a good thing. It's not all bad. But it just speaks to our culture of like, man, I got to have it now. I can't wait. Man, patient, what the heck is that? No, I want it now. Um, just fast food industry. Think about that. You guys get that, you know. So our, our culture, I think, in greater measure than maybe the world has ever known, probably in large measure be 